Big Fluff. Winning an Oscar ages you. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello there. Um, thank you for having me back. It's such a pleasure to be here. Last year was the best night of my husband's life. <laughs> 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 he, he actually says that, and I've given birth three times. So. Um. <laughs> so I, I hope you're all having as good a time as he did. <laughs> and as I did. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. Hey, what up, yo? It's Michael K. Williams, a.k.a. Omar from the HBO series The Wire. And right now you're listening to Hobo Radio. Keep it locked right here. And now, here's your... And lies. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me, the one, the only, Lars Periwinkle. Hello. What's up? I think you're the only. We haven't found any other Lars oh. Periwinkles. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> uh, how you doing? Uh, okay. You're the picture of health. I just want to start. <laughs> I'm so sick. I start. Well, I want to start there. Uh, yeah, that you. You look great. You sound great. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. You're just saying the opposite of everything. But my <laughs> my dedication to our dear listeners has brought me here. So here we go. Doctors advised against this. I just want everyone to know that you are not medically cleared. To be on this podcast today they, no 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 not not even close they recommended that you stay home and you get bed rest but you were like no i must it might just in fairness a lot of it has to do with jet lag because i just flew in from the wuhan province in china and boy are and your so, arms tired <laughs> that's stupid <laughs> oh that's really stupid yeah yeah i was trying to take your stupid joke and make it a different stupid joke <laughs> uh by the way I wonder how the, how do you think the execs at uh, the Corona like beer company are feeling? <laughs> um, I'm not maybe a little something like this. No, we're not. No. We're not a morning zoo. <laughs> I, believe I made a stupid coronavirus joke. Uh, anyway, that is not that's not what we're here for. We're actually, you know, what we are. Look, like I've been, I've been putting a lot of thought. We've, you know, over the past few weeks, we've kind of been talking about what, what are we doing? Why do we do this show? <laughs> uh, and I was kind of thinking, I don't know how you feel about it. I haven't run this by you, but what if? And this is, I'm going to use some of the lingo that the kids use. What if this just became a Bong Joon Ho Stan podcast? Can we just be that now? <laughs> um. Yes. Now let's do that. Let's okay, work. we can do that. 
Okay. You can do that. He's great, right? No, really great. He, um, he is, it's so fun. His speeches were so good Mm -hmm. in that I, I never really heard that man interviewed. I've read some, some things that he said, um, um, but I've never actually heard the man speak before. And the tone of his movies are just that perfect sense of humor that that's inherent in that man. Yeah. Oh, I no, really for like, sure. I really like him. What a really likable character he is. No, I love like my two favorite, uh, like just iconic images that he gave us. One was when he was accepting the award uh, for I think it was best screenplay. Uh, mm. where it was the, his co-writer was talking and he was just kind of turned to the side and sort of just like looking at his Oscar and smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was great. And then he did, uh, I actually, so I ended up waking Molly up. She was asleep to show her this photo because I was like, oh my God, you have to see this. This is literally what you would do if you won to Oscars. It was just, he was making the Oscars kiss. Excellent. And it was really great. <laughs> no it's fantastic no i i love everything about him i i love that movie obviously parasite was great uh i love him winning i love that he won uh while just negging the oscars the whole time that like you know that basically his campaigning running up to it was to go like i i already won the top prize at the con film festival like this is neat that you guys are giving me recognition, but this is a regional film competition. This is not <laughs> like, like, right. it, like he was kind of had that vibe of like, this is very important to you guys. But like for me, a South Korean filmmaker who's already won a top prize at a top film festival, like this is neat. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I didn't get that impression from him, but well, no, it's, it's a fair point. No, did you not see that quote? Like he he literally called the let me I can find the quote, but he literally called the Academy sure. Awards like a regional film festival. Oh boy. Yeah, I also w- while I'm looking that up, I I've been like reading a lot of stuff about him uh this week, but uh he there was a great story apparently when he was making Snowpiercer uh, he he battled a lot with Harvey Weinstein over like the edit of the film, mm. and there was a scene that was that he really loved where it was a like a fisherman scene, and uh, Harvey Weinstein was like, "We have to cut the scene. It's not working. I don't want it in it." And he told Harvey Weinstein like, "Well, it's very personal to me because growing up in South Korea, my my father is actually a fisherman, and this scene is a tribute to him." And so I need it to be in the movie. So it got, it stayed in the movie. His dad is not a fisherman. He <laughs> like, it just has that, like, you know, playing off of like, what, you're going to call me on this? You really going to do, yeah, do yeah, yeah. like, it's a, it's an amazing game of chicken of like cultural chicken of like, sure. Maybe they're just like, like t- tugging on liberal heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> uh, but hold on. I'm still I'm seeing if I can find this. Um, but no, it's so great that he won. I love like the way that he like really lifts everyone else up. Like I, I saw that his translator is actually, uh, she's a writer and a director and he's been like really promoting her through all this. Like the fact that he really promotes the cast at every chance that he gets, you know, like it's just, uh, I don't know. He's, he's great. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. He's, I really 
see, this is why I didn't get that impression. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't. I don't think I heard the, the quote that you're looking for. I know. I'm trying to find it. Oh, he called um, it very local. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, because we, he got the um, best international film, and he seemed so thrilled. And when they pulled him back up for the next award, um, I think it was director, and he said, "I, you know, I thought I was done. I thought that was it. Just that was a good enough prize for me." Um, yeah, no, that still, seems still so super excited. That seems so sincere. I mean, he genuinely just like he kept talking to him when he was winning these awards about just wanting to drink. Uh, yes. And uh, no, but he it's it genuinely seemed like, yeah, like he probably in his mind thought that he had a good shot at the International Film Award, mm-hmm. but did not expect to win Best Picture. Like, yeah. But yeah, it, it's I like I don't know. I just find him delightful. I find that cast delightful, and it's I there. There's a lot I, I think I want to say about the Academy Awards in general and that movie specifically. But like I think overall too. I mean, besides all the historic stuff, I mean, it's fantastic that you know a, a film from South Korea won. Like this film that uh, you know is subtitled one. Like there's a lot you know that you can take from it if you want. But like. Just on like a, you know, on a a simple level too of, God, I hope this sends a signal to future filmmakers hoping to win Academy Awards that it doesn't have to feel like homework. Like you can actually make a movie that's, you know, good and entertaining and (laughs) like, you know what I mean? It feels like there's so many like Oscar movies that are like such Mm -hmm. a fucking drag to watch. So like the fact that a movie that is brilliant and has some things to say say has some great social commentary but also just like is fun to watch like like it deals with heavy shit but like it's a good movie first you know yeah. like that's sure. something they should try more yeah yeah i love that I, I love the idea of just making a good movie and letting it letting the chips fall where they may all right here i found it so it was back in october mm-hmm. um he was being interviewed by the New York magazine and he said, um, it's like they, he was just talking about like the Oscars in general. And he said, it's a little strange, but it's not a big deal. The Oscars are not an international film festival. They're very local. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, perhaps I was blowing that out of proportion but like i i just it amused me i hope no one like you know read too much into that like it just felt funny to me that like because you know i'm not bad mouthing the guy but i had a vibe uh and i'm happy that he won the brad pitt you know like uh i'm glad it's cool that he won but like that dude feels like he's been campaigning for an oscar for the last few months like yes yes indeed and it's been successful i think it's been a great campaign whoever his publicist is has done a fantastic job but like i was getting very cynical about these stories of like brad pitt showed up at this event wearing a name tag brad pitt just happens (laughs) to get photographed with jennifer (laughs) aniston like brad pitt can't accept his bafta because he's going to you know reconnect with his son it's like Maybe all those things are sincere, but there's it's hard for me to look at it and go like this feels like a guy who's trying to win an Oscar. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But he did a good job and it worked. But so I think there's something charming about a guy who sincerely did not think he was going to win the Oscar 
uh, just kind of not really trying. Like I, no, hundred percent. Yeah, you love you. I mean, I love to see someone whose mind is completely blown by the fact that they just won an award. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it feels kind of like maybe perplexed that he's even there, and then mm-hmm. you know probably thinks like I don't know, maybe I'll walk away with best international film. That would be neat, and then wins four yeah. Oscars. <laughs> like, right, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like when he said the stuff about it being a very regional award, like obviously he seems very excited to win. I'm sure he's absolutely delighted to. Mm-hmm to win those awards and it's great and it was cool to see and i think it's interesting because uh you, everyone can go back and listen if they want i actually did listen uh to some of the show though when we did the show when the nominations came out and i stand by the fact that i for a year that i thought had some really great films i still think the nominations were underwhelming for what mm-hmm. they actually ended up nominating versus what was out there last year but I I find myself in this position now where still believing that based on what did get nominated, I actually think they did a really good job with like who won. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot to really complain about, uh, about like the actual winners. I, I think they, based on what they had to vote on, nailed it. You know, there's stuff like I would have loved Knives Out to be in there somewhere. I would have loved The Farewell to be in there somewhere. I would have loved mm-hmm. women directors to be <laughs> recognized. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, The Farewell in particular, if you haven't seen that, I really like that movie. I think Lulu Wang's a really good director. I think cinematography, like that movie looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I wish it had gotten more play. Uh, it's really good. Um even something like Midsummer, uh, you know, Molly and I just recently watched that. Uh, it would have been cool to see that. And it, that Midsummer falls into that thing that kind of like what we were talking about with superhero movies of like the lead actor. And it is Florence Pugh, who gives an Academy Award worthy performance in Little Women, but not Midsummer somehow. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. But. All of that being said, I yeah, I like the people who won. I even how about this? You ready for this? I agree with the two awards they gave to Joker. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think if you were gonna give Joker two Academy Awards, giving one to Joaquin Phoenix, who did give a really good performance. Great performance. And I loved the score, so I thought that was really cool. That the, it was a really great score. Actually. Yeah, yeah, really good one. So there you go. There we go. I think you're right. It was interesting. I think it could it could have been um, uh, it could have been just another year of eye rolling and me making jack off no- uh, motions <laughs> all like with every goddamn award. Oh look, here's 1917 again. Yeah. Or once upon uh, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood again. But um, yeah, actually, you know, I didn't I didn't see everything, but it's cool to just see a mix of of things winning. Um, yeah so how many did you see like let's because so molly and i did make it through we we under the wire we got to see all the the best picture nominees it was a lot sooner this year right i think so that sounds right yeah but i don't know it's like one of the first two sundays in march yeah i feel like it is later yeah it definitely felt earlier this year uh but yeah i don't know what'd you see I don't. I don't know. Maybe none of them. What are the Joker? The you definitely saw Joker. <laughs> I. I definitely saw Joker. <laughs> that uh, might be oh, it, honestly. Let's see if I can do this. Okay, so there's nine of them. That's one. So Joker, uh, 1917. No. No. Okay. Little Women. No. Marriage Story. No. That one's on Netflix. 
<laughs> I don't want to watch it. <laughs> uh, Ford v Ferrari. No. Uh, Parasite. No. You haven't seen Parasite? I really thought you saw Parasite for some reason. No. Okay. Um, Jojo Rabbit. No. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing... Um, what else? What am I forgetting? That's seven of the nominees. Um, what am I? Oh, the, the Irishman. Irishman. No. Yeah. It took me like three sittings to get through. <laughs> uh, that movie. I'm so glad that movie didn't really get anything. And honestly, yeah. if it had won visual effects, I would have like knocked something <laughs> over. I'm still. That's the one, by the way, out of everything. I'm going to remember what this ninth uh, nominee is, but, uh, <laughs> out of everything to be mad about, I, w- I did find myself mad about Avengers Endgame not getting visual yeah. effects because really, yeah, only you couldn't, only it was, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You just couldn't, yeah. couldn't give us that. That was Scorsese sitting in the audience. <laughs> yeah. He would have, re- I mean, he already had to endure an Eminem performance. So you're going to make that man sit through that too. I don't know what the fuck. He didn't endure it. He took a nap. He took a nappy nap. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but like, it, it, that was the one, right? That's the only thing that they pretend that these movies are worthy of getting, and they couldn't even yeah. give it to it. You know, forget the fact that like that end scene uh, is probably the most complex visual effect that I've ever seen in a movie, and it was perfect. Yeah. No, not not doing that. It's not cinema. It's not. It's not cinema. I saw the shorts. Uh, that's as close as I came to seeing anything off the beaten path. Do you want to talk about the shorts? Because uh, I only saw the one that won the um, hair love. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw that because I was on YouTube and I wanted to see it after the Academy Awards. And that was great. Yeah. I really love that. It was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think of the other ones? Did, was that the best one? My was pulling for Kit Bull. Because uh, about a little kitty and a pit bull. <laughs> that sounds um, cute. And it was actually a Pixar one, but I that, that was my favorite. But also there was, um, um, there was one from France that was stop motion about an, an aging artist who's, who's uh, going through dementia and just what what they did with the visual effects there and kind of his point of view and people's faces changing and just like I thought they really captured in a very real and disturbing way what it might be to sort of start to lose yourself a bit. Um I thought it was interesting and beautiful, also like very sad. Like these shorts tend to be on the heavy side anyway, but that one was really good. Um uh, but but Kitbull, as far as like an animated short goes, you say what what's an animated short? I would say it it should mix like um, it should have a message, it should have humor, and be you know maybe have a serious subject matter, but not too serious. I don't know. I think I think Kitbull captured all of that, so that's why that's why I like that one. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. b- by the way, hilariously, the movie that I forgot to mention for best picture, hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Yeah, remember that one? Did you see that one? Nope. Yeah. Uh, but interesting. Like, I mean, look, my favorite subplot 
like I don't think we need to nominate Bradley Cooper for Academy Awards, but if we're gonna do it, it's hilarious to watch him not win them. Like that's great. <laughs> but second to that is watching. <laughs> yeah, he was involved in a Best Picture nominee that lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing has made me happy. Uh, yeah, uh, if you couldn't hear that, that was Molly <laughs> excitedly shouting that two years in a row he lost. Uh, for Best Picture, which is great. It's always funny to watch him. And if you don't know, uh, like he he was very involved in Joker. He produced mm-hmm. it. Like he's he's the reason that we got because he and Todd Phillips they go way back to uh, when they made the Hangover films together. Hey, uh, but uh, very funny to see Bradley Cooper not win. Also funny to see Quentin Tar- Tarantino not win. Who? Correct me if I'm wrong on this, because you you have studied Tarantino the way I have, but like he, I don't always remember his face having a permanent scowl on it that it seems to now have. He always looks angry. Yeah, no, no, he has um he has resting bitch face for sure. But, but he, he always didn't used to. Did like, he? No, he he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. just not usually resting. It's usually moving because he won't oh. ever stop fucking talking. But when Maybe he finally stops talking, that's what it <laughs> he, looks like. He just looks like a dick, like basically. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but every funny every time they cut away to him, for sure. Uh, but uh-huh. also, by the way, I don't want to forget this moment of it was pure uh, unintentional comedy. Just hearing uh, Bong Joon Ho uh, say very kindly, like he quoted Martin Scorsese and said he was a huge influence on him he uh thanked quentin tarantino for supporting his films uh before anyone knew who they were and then was like and also sam mendez and todd phillips uh-huh. as well fair enough <laughs> <laughs> they also make movies they do. i would i would have thought actually that sam mendez had a had a bigger influence on him for some reason uh, yeah but i guess they, they both started making well you know what? Maybe not. No, I take that back. Uh, he said there. He remembered their goddamn names. I mean, he, what do you want from the guy? He did, or at least his translator did. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he said the. Maybe if you actually spoke uh, Korean, you would know. He just said, "I don't know." This other two guys, and it was her job to <laughs> fill that in. Um, but uh, by the way, it is funny because I hadn't seen Okja. I actually just watched it. Uh, Molly and I watched it today, and mm-hmm. there is sort of a, a little homage to Quentin Tarantino in there. I don't know. Have you seen Okja? No. There. <laughs> what have you watched? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but because the whole thing with Okja, it's uh, it, which is available on Netflix uh, as well. I don't know why I'm promoting them. They don't give me shit. But like, if you happen to steal your neighbor's password, watch that one for free. Don't pay for Netflix for sure. But uh, uh, it's like the one, it's a, this genetically modified pig. It has a very like E.T. or like Iron Giant kind of thing. It's a little girl trying to rescue this pig. Uh, but there's a group that's like an animal rights group uh, that exists. And like Paul Dano is one of them. They're, but they're the group. They all dress in these like black suits and black ties. And Paul Dano and then help me out. The guy who played um, the guy from Walking Dead. Um, the Andrew Lincoln. No, um, they, that was Glenn. That was his character name. Right. And Walking Dead. Oh, right. I don't remember his name. 
Uh, I can picture him, but I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but the two of them, they both, uh, they're wearing black suits and black ties, and they call themselves K and J, which seems very clearly like an homage to Men in Black. But all the rest of the people in their group who are also wearing the black suits with the black tie all have color names. So they're all oh, like okay. red and whatever. Like, so it seems like a very, like an homage to uh, Reservoir Dogs, since they are very much dressed like those characters. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but also interesting though, because he said that he was influenced by Scorsese, but he only really thanked Tarantino for promoting him. He did not like actually, if you really parse it out, say anything about Tarantino's films. Well, I mean, he, he said that quote from, from Scorsese that got him a goddamn applause break. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you were like, yes, Scorsese, you are still the man. And then Tarantino and... Um, I don't know. Just just to take a, a, a just small turn here, I don't know. I guess everything's locked in by the time we get to the ceremony. I would hope, but you know, you uh, watch, La La Land <laughs> mistake <right>. aside, <laughs> you're watching. Um, you're watching that woman perform the song from the Harriet Tubman movie, mm-hmm. and then you watched Elton John perform his little ditty, and then can't you just say, you know, we we need to switch those envelopes out? <laughs> did you <laughs> did you see that woman just destroy everything on the stage? We cannot give that old ass British man this award now. <laughs> also, when did he and and uh, Bernie Taupin like when did they become the same person? Like, did you notice that? That like, it, essentially, they now have morphed into the same exact face. If you take the glasses and the yeah. wig off, like they're they're interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. Elton looks like Bernie if Bernie had been stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, that performance, and I I love Sir Elton John. Uh, his his uh-huh. music is iconic. The seventies sure. and eighties, he, he he just banger after banger, uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. But he sounded bad yep <laughs> like like openly bad get get what's his name that played him to do it like sure yeah it was not good like seriously um you, uh, and the, the and the, the song was just like here's a song which was I, look i can't write a fucking song i'm just saying it just sounded like a song it wasn't especially interesting to listen to or it's, didn't really tap my feet or anything. Randy Newman had me going. Randy Newman still sounds like Randy Newman. Well, and his shit, I mean, that had me nodding my head. Hell yeah, this is a like, Randy Newman song. What else did he sound like, though? How how could you get, like, how would you age out of sounding like that? Like, <laughs> I remember in my youth, I used to have the voice of an angel. <laughs> Cause it's a marriage story. <laughs> That's the song for marriage story. In case you don't know. <laughs> oh, um, so what? I don't know. What was your favorite part of the Oscars? What stands out? Like what happened when you talked about? Honestly, you know, was it Timothy it Chalamet really... look, looking like he was working a gas station later? Oh my what? god! Was it that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Honestly, it was just the for. For the first time in a really long time, it was the awards. Just, yeah, right? I think you actually gave these awards to interesting people who seemed like they may have actually earned them. It wasn't just going down the line and 
who do we owe yeah. and um, who would it look good for us to give this award to and yeah. shit like that. And also, and, and just to be clear, because while I do think that, that Brad Pitt was openly campaigning and while I did not enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> for the most part, there were parts of it that I liked, but as a whole, I, I didn't think it was a very good movie. Uh, I thought he was great in it. I think his performance really is fantastic. So, like, again, out of those people nominated, Ooh. I was happy to see him win. I thought, I think he's a great actor. I think Brad Pitt is, consi- like, shocking. I'm going to take a stand here. But I, I think Brad yeah. Pitt has been consistently good at acting for quite some time now. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Did anyone... Did anyone see Ronell Zellweger's movie? I don't see. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I, I wish I could take credit for this joke, but I read it on uh, Twitter. But someone mm. said that that movie only exists as a for your consideration screener. That it was yeah. it was never released in theaters. Like, no, I don't. I don't even, I've never like, dude. I live in L.A. where like you can see everything here. Like they even, they screen Netflix movies, the theater that Molly and I like going to like, will just like, if you wanted to see the Irishman or marriage story in a theater, it was showing it. I've never once seen, I don't know when that movie allegedly came out. I don't know where it was screened. I don't think it's real. I think she just filmed like, maybe she just, wouldn't that be great? Maybe she just filmed uh, a trailer for it. And then, (laughs) gaslit everyone into believing that it's a movie (laughs) so that's gonna happen at some point right like on a long enough timeline someone's just gonna win an academy award for a movie that doesn't exist and like we'll just emperor's new close it right yeah yeah it'll be yeah it'll be wagging the oscars (laughs) um but yeah it, it was no it was surprisingly good the Oscars. I, it was okay. Like the, all the the things they try to do with montages and crap, and it, they were horrible. They were just really bad. The opening is not to say anything about Janelle Monet or anything, but it was. I was cringing the whole time. It was awkward. It I was liked weird. the. I don't know. I liked the Janelle Monet thing. Like, yeah. 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 I don't know. I do question the need to add a musical number to a show where you're already going to have a lot of musical numbers. And also, I I more pointedly mean that about the Eminem thing. But What the hell is that? I I don't know. That whole montage was kind of fun. And then they ended with that just, why are you showing 8 Mile to a song that I don't remember from that movie? And it's because, oh, he's there to sing it. But why is he there to sing it? But also, why, why... are the Academy Awards showing Eight Mile at all in any montage? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, we all can just forget that that exists. And if we want to remember Brittany Murphy, we can just watch King of the Hill or Clueless. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. I I don't know. Uh, also, like Jennifer Lopez is relevant this year and good at music. Yeah, and just did the <laughs> the Super Bowl. So like, just saying, if you want to like, she was in another movie that I thought should have gotten more recognition that didn't that I saw this year. Right. Yeah. So what was I'm mean, now I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing this. What was your favorite movie that you saw this year? Like, what do you think was the best out of? Oh, I didn't see a lot of them. Why aren't you seeing movies? You can say Avengers um, Endgame. It was great. <laughs> Probably, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I don't know if 
in a world where I get to nominate 10 movies mm-hmm. for the best movies that I saw in, of 2019, like, Endgame's in there for sure. Like, I love that movie. Yeah, definitely. Good. I don't know yeah. why. So, like, Peter Jackson got that cumulative award for Return of the King when we all knew it was actually for the entire trilogy. Right, yeah. So no, why sure. not, why don't you at least nominate Endgame for, look, they tied together 20 fucking movies. Yeah, and I mean, I would have preferred Infinity War. Like, if I got to decide what, like, out of all of them, either Infinity War or Civil War, I would have given at least a nomination for Best Picture. And I we, we'd have to look at the year. I don't remember what else came out. But, like, both of those movies, for sure, could have used a nomination. Yes, yes indeed. Um, We're really good. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, oh, also, I, I guess we haven't really talked about it, but I was very happy for Taika Waititi, who's delightful. Yes. Uh, I, I like when he wins stuff. I liked that movie a lot. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was was good. Like it, it wasn't, you know, there were a few movies that I liked a little bit better than it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, of all the movies that Scarlett Johansson did, I, right, <laughs> all ten of them. She works, damn it. She works. Yeah, she's just trying to stay out of the house because Colin Jost is there. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, just signed on to another movie. Sorry. Yep. Got it. This one. Look at your weird pointy smile. This one films in Russia. It's it's a Black Widow movie, so I'm going to be gone <laughs> a long time. I got to do the the fight choreography. It's going to take months. So, I'm in demand, sir. <laughs> Isn't Marriage Story shooting in New York? Yeah, but you know, it's it's all across town. I just I think it's better if I stay in a in The a, F train <laughs> is not safe after dark. I'm not getting on that. <laughs> um, yep. But yeah, I uh, I saw all the movies. I, I wish that that was more relevant. I don't. Do you have any questions about them? Is there anything I can do with this knowledge of spending all this time watching them? Any- oh man, you want to crack an egg of knowledge on my head? I don't know any, anything. Any any of them you're curious about? Like, you got any questions? I can. I, can- I mean, not really. It, there, it. I don't. The stupid ten movie system is really oh. bumming me out. Like every year, but uh. It seeks to look at a list of Best Picture nominees and know that there are at least two, if not more, of them that I have no desire to see. Yeah, well, no, and that's what sucks is, like, a lot of these movies I would have watched anyway, um, but no, I, you know what, here, let, will you indulge me, since I, I, I mm. did watch all these, I'm just going to go through, I'll, like, I'll spend one or two sentences, but I'll just, I'll, sure. bring, I'll tell you my thoughts on all nine of these movies that I watched real quick. Okay. Ford versus Ferrari. I liked that one the least. I d- okay. It was. It seems like a movie that I would probably watch with my dad on Thanksgiving, and he'd be really into. Right on. Yeah, but I. It was whatever for me. I. I don't. The I, cool. Yeah, the Irishman. Uh, mm-hmm. The CGI was terrible, and mm-hmm. the movie was boring. But you liked the other one the least. I mean, because, look, Al Pacino talked a lot about ice cream while being Jimmy Hoffa, and he yelled at people for being late. Watch the Al Pacino scenes. That's all I'll really say, because it's it's the most I've enjoyed Al Pacino in a while, just because the character works, and also Scorsese knows how to rein him in enough, and he's he's just very grumpy in a very funny way. Like, literally, there's an entire scene where he's just mad at a guy because he shows up late to the meeting. That's the best okay. scene in the movie, for sure. Fair enough. Uh, 
De Niro's boring in it, though. Like, I the whole thing looks boring. It looks like it's, it's boring. It's boring, but at least it's three and a half hours. It's like he, it's like Goodfellas if nothing ever happened in Goodfellas. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I really liked it. Like, I have a few nitpicky things with it that I don't want to get into because I feel like they would ruin stuff. But uh, I liked it overall. Like, I, I like the kids in it. I have thought so much about a choice that Sam Rockwell makes at the end of the movie, which I also won't talk about because it would be spoiling. But, like, okay. obviously Sam Rockwell, because he's great in everything, was really great in it. Him and Alfie Allen are really great together in it. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, the kids are great. Uh <laughs> Stephen Merchant like has an amazing scene that he's like in one scene that's really funny, uh, but no, I like that one. Right on. Uh, Joker, Little Women. We're not, we, we're <laughs> no, just, yeah, <clears throat> Little Women. Uh, I'll say this because look, like we've 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 covered it with Little Women, <laughs> you know, uh, but. I really like the, the the a lot's been said about the the structure like the switching the order around. I was fine with that. That was whatever to me. I like the end. Like she she made a really interesting choice with the end to make it a little bit more like Louisa May Alcott's real life. Uh, and I thought that was interesting that she kind of gave the book ending, but also kind of gave a different ending simultaneously. And I thought that was cool. Fair enough. Uh, marriage story. It, I, it was, I weirdly feel about Marriage Story like I felt about The Social Network, which is, it was really good performances, and it was a really well-told story that I just didn't care that much about. <laughs> like, okay. like yeah, everyone was good. I thought it was interesting. I thought there were some really great parts in it. It's really well acted, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I could have, this could have been about a different thing. There could have been robots. Right, exactly. It's uh, hard when you just don't care what happens. <laughs> Uh, 1917, uh, really like it took me a little while to get into the, uh, the continuous shot thing. Like, cause I will say like Birdman fucking nailed that. Like yes. it is so seamless in Birdman and probably the first like 20 minutes of this movie, it, it really felt like, look, we're doing it. We're, we're doing one shot uh-huh. and it, uh-huh. and I could very obviously see a lot of the seams of where they would have done mm-hmm. cuts, you know, like it just, I saw the work and that distracted me at first from it. Oh, man. But yeah. but once I settled in, uh, like once I just like was in and once you're kind of hooked, like it really worked for me. Like I, I understand why they did it. I I don't really care much about war movies in general. I'm kind of bored with them. But okay. by making it so focused on one person, you know, that it like really humanized it and so like when you're seeing dog fights happen they're happening over his head he's like looking up at them like that's cool i've never seen a war like every other person who makes these movies their instinct is to put you in the plane like to make this big spectacle and it was like no this is what it would look like if you're just some guy who's here (laughs) and so i that really worked for me like it, it really felt visceral like you felt like you were there with him uh, so that was cool. Like it, it was a, an interesting journey. I, I'd be interested how that one holds up. Like I'm even curious if I watched it a second time, if you would, you know, like I don't know if it has legs or not. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, I already kind of said uh, it. Um, you know, like there's Brad Pitt's good in it. The relationship between him and Leonardo DiCaprio, I liked. There's some 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 of the scenes really work. I like there's stuff with Brad Pitt and like the. 
Manson family that's cool. You know, they do some mm-hmm. interesting stuff there. But Margot Robbie, like everyone made such a big deal about her. She's practically non-existent in the movie. She has maybe oh, really? a couple of scenes. They're not particularly good. They give her and that's not a knock on her. I love Margot Robbie, but like she's given nothing to play. And nothing right. to work with. And Sharon Tate is basically an afterthought in this movie. Like, she's barely a character. Okay. And the end was real stupid. I, I, I get this okay. thing that he's doing, but, like, <laughs> I just... I didn't care for the ending. Okay. Uh, and then Parasite. is fucking great. It was the best movie I saw last year. It was really good. So that worked out well. I know. I never thought it, was, it would win at all. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And that's really what you want. When you say, it's, I mean, that was the best one I saw, but it's never going to win. And then when it does, come on. Yeah. And it was funny because I did have a similar thing with Moonlight, but I thought Moonlight had a better chance of winning. Like Moonlight felt like it had momentum, but I just much like with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I always assume that Hollywood is going to reward the movie that's about itself because they yeah. do love to oh, do yeah, that. that. Look oh, at the yeah. artist. The artist sure won a best picture. And think about how we've all loved that movie ever since it won. <laughs> you know how we have those viewing parties every year where we all get together and rewatch the artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how myself and everyone listening has definitely seen that movie? It's great. All the, remember, he doesn't talk. It's a, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's black and white. You know what's sad? artist. You know, it's sad. I saw that movie and I I can't tell you what happens in it. Mm-hmm. I picture him dancing when I remember it. And I for sure watched it. I remember it. there was a dog. That sounds right. Yeah. I think it went to color at some point, but I might be thinking of Wizard of Oz. Mm. It's hard to say for sure. Or was it Schindler's List? Maybe that was it. Yeah. Uh, but... uh but no, like so I thought Moonlight had more of a chance, but I did think La La Land would win. But that's that's the top moment ever, right? That's the best moment in the Oscars that's ever happened, right? When they read the wrong name. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was fantastic. Um, there was that time in the uh, in the sixties when David Niven was on the stage and that naked man ran behind him. You know, that's good so, too. I mean there was like a Jesus y looking penis dude. <laughs> no, that's also good. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, or that that time that Brando wouldn't accept his Oscar. That, one, that was that used to happen a lot more. Like we we long gone are the days when people just didn't go to the Oscars. Right. They have the truth. Yeah, yeah. And how oh how great was uh, Olivia Coleman's speech again? Oh. Olivia Coleman should be like allowed to speak candidly at all times. I, she's so delightful. She's so, she looks so comfortable in front of the fucking camera. She does, but also she's so effortlessly charming. And essentially what her speech, if you didn't see it, broke down to was she talked about how hard she fucked her husband after she won an Academy Award. Gave it to him. Apparently. Yeah, and he was happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great. He was happy to receive the business. <laughs> that that was it. That was what she said. Uh no, God bless her. She She's the best. <laughs> I think it, it hits me too, though, like, because again, when I think of Moonlight, I just remember uh, everyone like being so aghast at like the wrong name being read and Ryan Gosling finding it hilarious yeah. uh, while everyone else looked really shocked. But like when Parasite won, it is really fascinating to me because... Like, everyone in that room seemed genuinely excited for that movie yeah. to win. Like, everyone seems really happy about it. Like, no, holy shit, yeah, that one's good. 
It's yeah. a good movie that you picked. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone just thought, you know, oh, the, it won the international one. Of course it did. But, you know, that's also... It was the best international movie, but also it's it's never going to win that Best Picture Oscar. So it's good that oh look, he won again, and then Best Picture, and then yeah, I'm I'm with you. We were all very surprised. Yeah, <laughs> including him, like and all of them, <laughs> like everyone from that movie seemed very surprised. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Crazy, but yeah, no, it, that that was certainly cool. I like. I'm trying to think of this. Yeah, so like you said, I mean the montages, yeah, were not great. I thought. Like the no host thing, I'm totally fine with. They don't need that a host. Was working, yeah, it's working really well. That works really well. I thought in general the comedy was pretty solid overall. The cats thing I enjoyed, like them sure. coming out dressed as cats. Uh, I will always love Steve Martin and him and Chris Rock mm. were funny. I loved uh, Maya Rudolph and uh, Kristen Wiig. Mm. Like they they are obviously great together. Um, I did. The only one that like stands out to me as like feeling pretty strained was when, uh, and I, I love all of them, but it was it was Sigourney Weaver, um, right? Uh, Gal Gadot and mm-hmm. um, who, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Thank you. Uh, we're all on stage. That that was that felt more like the lazy Academy Award <laughs> writing I'm used to. Yes. Yes, I agree. There was there weren't too many. It's um, <clears throat> there's I don't of all the the horrible things that can happen at the Oscars, the worst thing is when a joke falls flat. Yeah, oh, Lord, it yeah, makes me want to die. Also, I just as a, as a note, if I can, um, just saying that you're having a Fight Club is not funny anymore. So we did that one. We've covered that joke. It's it was. Like I think the last time it was great was in Thirty Rock. Like that was a great reveal in that, that in that episode of Thirty Rock. Uh, but ever since then, it's it's good. You don't. It's not just funny to just say that you're in a Fight Club. It's not. No, no, yeah. yeah, good call. We covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nailed it. That movie also came out like twenty years ago at this point. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we're good. We're moving on. Yeah. Um. Yep. So that's I don't know anything else I I feel like no it, it, it's it's funny every um every year now it's just these things like th- there's no way this award show is ever going to be edgy don't get me wrong but they've gone so they're so beyond saccharine at this point they're just so afraid to do anything that pushes any sort of limits or buttons or anything it's going to be just like this straight down the middle award show i was kind of hoping it wouldn't be for goddamn hours long this time because why did it never needed to be no and, and it's, also it, you cut so much crap out of it there aren't any you don't let anyone up there who's going to say any sort of thing that's going to be misconstrued in any fashion or be controversial so let's just zip through it right yeah well that's the thing it's it feels weirdly padded unnecessarily and again we we kind of touched on it of like yeah you you don't need these like extra musical numbers and stuff like i, I don't know mm-hmm. like you could yeah just streamline it like have a couple people be funny just to like break it up if you want but make those quick and like also you don't really need an opening <laughs> Nope. We're all just waiting for you to like give out the best supporting actor nomination. Like that's the start of the show. 
Yeah, and I don't I don't know why we're you insist on opening with some sort of musical number. Yep, it's not open with one of the songs that are nominated. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that would be fine. You're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Not not Elton well, John though. Show. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but they they had to do that thing where the, the dancers were dressed in costumes from the different movies that were nominated. Just stop it. We're already watching. Like, could you be more masturbatory about this? Let's just do it. Let's do the thing. Yeah. Yep. But we'll we'll watch next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be yeah. paying close attention. But it does. It seems funny because so last year, the nominees I felt were really good, and they had a lot of interesting choices, and they picked the laziest worst shit. Right. This sure. year. They had the they fucked up the nom. Maybe they maybe that's the key. They have to fuck up the nominations so that everyone gets mad at them and they get shamed into actually picking the best stuff. I think that's the secret. Okay. Because otherwise, otherwise, yeah. Green Book wins because they just like yeah. <laughs> everyone's so happy. I'm like, oh man, like this is a great Oscars. I can't wait to see what happens. And then they're all just like Green Book. Green Book. Like um, the, the the black guy, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We did it again, right? We nailed it. We're woke, right? Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm being told in my earpiece the actual guy's family hates this? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Look, look, look. Oscar's not so white. You forgot about women. Ah, shit. Forgot about women. Forgot uh, this year, too. Like, they they did the thing again. I think we talked about uh, when the nominations came out. But, like, Mm. it's great that Parasite won four Academy Awards. You still nominated none of the actors for anything. So I don't know who's in the movie. No one acted in it. It It was apparently the best picture and the best international picture. Right. uh, And had the best writing and directing. But he must have been a hell of writing and directing because no one was in it, apparently. Yeah, I. It's just. It always reminds me of. I think it was in two thousand. Oh, I'm gonna get the year wrong. <clears throat> I'm gonna say two thousand nine. Um, a serious man came out, and it was, it was nominated for best picture and best screenplay, and that's it. Yeah, just it was so good. It's one of the best pictures of the year. So it's one of the best written ones of the year. But that's all the good things about it. <laughs> Yeah, I it was a period piece. It was set in the the fifties or early sixties. So like no costuming, no no cinematography, no acting, nothing. Just those two things. I do, but I also I stand by the fact that like I would love to live in a world. Again, I would love to live in a world where uh, superhero pictures get more than just like the one film that they decide is good recognition. But also like right. we really need to open up cinematography is a category that could be way more interesting if you allowed things like John Wick or you know like you know big like the Avengers could have should have been in the discussion for cinematography that movie looked beautiful like it did you know like and we talked about like John Wick Parabellum like that movie looks great like there I mean again like it's gonna sound silly, but the cinematography in Bad Boys Two is so good. 
<laughs> I mean, that movie, it's shot like a, a fucking music video, and every shot is just an explosion of color. Like, I just, we really limit it to just, like, somehow the cinematography. Again, again, this is what I want to circle back to. If we can do this with Parasite, is, like, movies are allowed to be fun. It doesn't have to feel like homework to win the awards. Like, you can make good movies that, like are about things and like resonate with audiences that aren't just a fucking drag to watch straight up. This was the, well, the first time one of, you know, first time in a long time, one of the, the descriptors, the descriptors of the genres that, that won this award was comedy. It, yeah. It's, it isn't just like, it's a, it's a drama period piece with some funny parts. Like it's, says it's a comedy it says it's half comedy yeah which i would agree like again like yeah watch parasite the tone of that movie is fascinating because like you know the dramatic parts hit but like it's it's a fun journey like you're into it like it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's suspenseful and it's it's funny but it's like it it hits like i don't know it's it's just a mix of tones you can mix tones like your movie doesn't have to he can do that yeah he he directed a movie called The Host, which is what in my top ten favorite movies. It's every movie. It does yeah. everything it does, it does really, really well. It's it's dramatic, it's melodrama, it's comedy, it's horror, it's sci-fi, um, it's action. Uh, it's it's really um it's really poignant. It does all of those really well, so it doesn't have to be one thing. It can you can mix and match and I don't know. Don't pigeonhole yourself because, like you said, well, it's not homework. It's, you're not. You don't have to tick the boxes. Just make a damn movie. Well, also, uh, we haven't talked much about it, but Jojo Rabbit like is a comedy. That movie's more mm-hmm. a straight comedy, and it's a comedy with Adolf Hitler in it. And like, like again, I so, mean, it's it's you know, um, like it's there's some very dramatic shit that happens in it, and and it's definitely a World War II movie, but. I mean, Rebel Wilson is in it, and like Sam Rockwell's doing comedy. Like, it's definitely played for laughs. Stephen Merchant, it's hilarious. He's he plays part of the Gestapo, and it's the hardest I laughed in the theater. Like, exactly, <laughs> it was watching Stephen Merchant be a <laughs> Nazi. Like, <laughs> so yeah, which also, and I'm not the first person to point this out. Like does make it all the much funnier that, uh, again, Todd Phillips, when he had his weird meltdown, like his unforced error meltdown uh-huh. <laughs> in the press coverage leading up to the awards when he said that he was doing uh, dramatic movies because you can't do comedy anymore in this PC right. culture. Like the fact that Taika Waititi won best adapted screenplay for a movie that had a hilarious Adolf Hitler in it, like really does yep. kind of just destroy that idea. Yeah. Yeah. You can only <laughs> do that safe stuff. Huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. It's, it, I'm, it's harder to talk about the Academy Awards when you're not yelling at them. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the damn truth. I do. We have a little bit of time left. I, there's one random thing I want to bring up. Uh, uh-huh. So, well, first of all, Molly and I uh, saw Birds of Prey, which is great. Right. Uh, I'm a little sad. The the domestic box office has been a bit underwhelming. I hope I it's here's the thing I that I will say about that real quick. I wrote a review of the movie. If you want to read it, it's on Hobo Trash Game. But otherwise, go see it. It's great. It's a fucking Harley Quinn movie that you want. But anecdotally from talking to people, I feel like what's happening. The reason this movie isn't doing great at the box office is because people think it's going to be like suicide squad. 
that's what I've gotten. Like, yes, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that no one realizes that Harley Quinn is in that movie. No, no, no. It's not because so everyone I've talked to. Changing the name is yeah. stupid. No, the changing the name thing is pointless, but it was like everyone I talked to, I would be like, oh man, you should go see Birds of Prey. I really liked it. And then they'd go, really? And I would be like, yeah, it's great. And they'd be like, so it's not like Suicide Squad? That, I swear no. to God, that came up every conversation I've had was just people going like, yeah, but like Suicide Squad was terrible. So I really think like that's what it's fighting. And I thought the trailers did a good job of like trying to push back on that. Like I thought I the trailers so were yeah. meant to reassure you of like, hey, look, we get it. Jared Leto's not in it. Uh, it has right. nothing to do with Suicide Squad. It's just we took the part that you guys liked from that movie, which is uh-huh. that Margot Robbie was playing Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. And then we wrote a movie for that, but like actual Harley Quinn, not that character that was in that movie, but like what she would actually should be like based on comics that we read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. the movie. Anyway, so I, I like that and I highly recommend that. But we were watching it. There was a trailer for a movie, and I don't know if you've heard of this movie. It was called Bloodshot, and it stars one Vin Diesel. Oh. It was one of um, two. Tra- wait, is that with? Yeah, I can't. Is that the one where he's an invincible ghost? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. And also, it was one of two trailers uh, with Vin Diesel in it. Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, because they also had the new Fast and Furious uh, trailer <sighs> as well. You know, they have an airplane with a magnet. They have a magnet plane. No. <laughs> a magnet plane, which is really funny to me because all I can think is that would really fuck up the instruments. I want the magnet plane to immediately crash. <laughs> But also, if you haven't seen it, John Cena is in it. And uh, I also realized I just said if you haven't seen it, which was unintentional. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But uh, apparently he's Dom's brother. <laughs> um, I guess they, they're, um, they both look. Like they're dummies. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both dumb guys with like yeah, kind of like cro magnon like faces. Like they kind of uh-huh, look uh-huh. like they're not fully <laughs> like. Uh, but it is funny to me because God bless whoever came up with that idea. Because what's important to Dom Toretto? Well, family. So uh-huh. what would really be a conflict for him if the villain is family? Is that is yeah? They haven't done that before. Also. <laughs> Have they mentioned that he has a brother in the the other seventeen of these movies? Uh, not uh, that I remember. Not. not that I remember. I'm sure they'll make it work seamlessly. Is there any chance his name can be like Tom Toretto? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's short for Tominic. <laughs> uh, oh, and Mom Toretto <laughs> gave birth oh, to Mom both. Toretto. Uh, no, but so that was all to say that the, there was also this trailer for Bloodshot, which uh, stars Vin Diesel as some kind of like undead superhuman assassin. But right. what the trailer made clear is this is what's happening is that he uh, he's like resurrected and he then has these memories of like the person who killed his wife and then he goes and kills that person and then I think they kill him again. Like, and then when they reanimate him, they they're basically like he's stuck in this thing where they keep changing his memories so that he keeps thinking that he's killing the person who killed his wife. But it's a new it's whoever their target is every time. But here's what was funny to me about that, because if that sounds familiar to you, the idea of a person 
with memory problems, killing yeah. someone that he thinks is his wife because he can't remember that he has right. killed him. You know who's in right. this movie? Guy yeah. Pierce. How about that? <laughs> I was like, you really cast Guy Pierce in your like dumb mm. action memento movie? <laughs> boy, oh boy. I remember it's in it's in his contract that he has to be someone who's awesome all the time and never loses. <laughs> Oh man! I also ever, ever since ever since you told me that, or I guess when that story, yeah, came, and you told me that, well, um, the, I I go look back at all these movies and I'm like, yeah, he just he has to play someone who doesn't ever lose. Yeah, no, he's totally the kid on the playground who calls timeout uh, like uh-huh, every five seconds. Up. No, no, I had a forced field; it didn't count. Yeah, like he's just also I can't get over the fact that because it was all I could see with The Rock, and I just watched this trailer with John Cena, who's also over six foot tall, and just went, they had to do more fucking trick photography than Lord of the Rings to make it appear (laughs) as if John Cena and Vin Diesel are the same height. Right. Because there was so many apple crates that that man had to stand on so that their (laughs) eyeline was the same. He's not as tall as John Cena's crew cut. No. Yeah, I mean, and it's look, whatever, man, you're whatever height you are, but it's so funny that like apparently he's so insecure that he could never have that be shown in a movie. So they probably half the budget for the Fast and the Furious movies goes to the fact that they keep casting tall actors to stand across from him. You know, at least Tom Cruise just hires people that are his height. Yeah, or wears cowboy boots. Or wears cowboy boots. He'll he'll figure it out. Also, you know what? I threw Tom Cruise into this conversation. In the last Mission Impossible movie, he just let Henry Cavill be a foot taller than him. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Henry Cavill's a big monster man. Yeah, and he just is a big monster man with a dumb mustache. That movie's great. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so remember, question everything. You just pushed the mic away. You were just done. So I'm sitting here just waiting for the truth. I'm supposed to get from my cash it up.
is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. 